0: Guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey ladies, and <laughs> way too soon. Oh my word. I was I started laughing because you were dancing during the intro. Well, why don't we get this episode going, Lucas? Uh it's your host, Beard Man.
1: And the bald eagle. Yeah. Uh how you doing, Lucas? Uh, pretty good. I'm on week three of my uh my cold. I start off with uh, Batman voice, which I'm a huge fan of. I think we talked about that last week. Um, moved on to uh drippy drippy runny nose, um, and I've emerged from that. Uh, and I'm now on to um, coughing every, you know, 10 seconds or so. Um, I have not yet been um, stabbed by my wife for just constantly coughing. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. Is, we're, there, we're a, is there a chance of stabbing? <laughs> there's a there's a chance of some light
0: stabbing. Is she just generally hovering around you, just kind of peeking <laughs> her head around the corner if she hears no, you start like, to cough? She,
1: she's, actually, she's actually really good about it, but, like, Like I could tell, like loud sounds cut through like a knife, which is, you know, really easy when you have three shrieky little kids. You Um, cuts through like a knife. It cuts like a knife. That's right. Um, And unfortunately, I've now added to the to the din of things going on, and it's. The worst part is it seems to be worse. Like my coughing get like you'll hear me coughing a couple times during the show, or maybe you won't because Brad's a editing genius or whatever. But no, you'll hear um, them. Okay. Good. And all my sniffles. Uh, but like, when I when I lie down for bed, like I start coughing like super regularly, and it and I can tell it like grates her bones just to just to hear it. But <laughs> at the same time, like she's she's trying not to get mad at me for something that's technically not my fault. Um, depends how you anyway. got sick.
0: Were you licking like underneath? <laughs> Underneath handrails and stuff. <coughs> oh, there he goes. Oh, oh, Melissa's coming.
1: Oh, Lucas, look <laughs> out! Ah, <laughs> uh, no. So I mean, other than that, I mean, the problem is when I get sick. Like I don't. It's not that big of a deal, except for the fact that I know I'm in for a month of it, essentially. Which is, I don't know. I must be immunosuppressed or something. Or not taking my vitamin C or whatever. But yeah, no. So I mean, that's that's fine. We're into the home stretch at school. Our school ends earlier, so we're in our last week of classes slash exam week this week. Um so that's so that you no know, in some ways it's easier because I have fewer classes to teach but then it gets busier because everyone needs coverage and like everyone's doing their year end videos and like, Ooh, I have four pictures. Can you turn that into a 10 minute slideshow for me? <laughs> that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, and I always forget about it. Every year's like, Oh, it's going to be so sweet. And then everyone comes at me with her slideshows or tech support, or can you plug in this or whatever? I am the tech guy. I'm using air quotes here just because I am the I don't know, least afraid of technology. I'm not that good, but I'm good enough to be the person that's in charge of it, I guess. So it's an interesting, I've learned a lot cause I've had to, but, uh, Anyway, so it's a busy time for me. Some people like to think of me as a tech guru,
0: quote unquote. And while I don't wear that badge of honor, uh, anytime there's a funeral that happens here at the church, I generally wind up in the sound booth. And we usually work with the same uh, funeral home every time. And the owner, his name is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Uh, But so... Uh, Andrew came in today, and we were talking about how I was leaving and all that kind of stuff, and what are they going to do, and blah blah blah. And I was thinking, well, the funeral business will continue without me.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, You're in a growth industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he was talking about like all the tech stuff that 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 I do here and and all that. <coughs> when the funeral was over, I let him know exactly what I did. I said I pressed play on your video, I pressed play on your music, I pressed yeah. play on the other song, and. And then I left.
1: <laughs> don't you tell anyone.
0: Don't don't tell anyone that he made the video. He got the audio already and all that. He gave me a thumb drive and said, <laughs> "Work your magic." And so, this is that whole that this is that whole thing where like you undersell and and overachieve. You know, like yes. that perception. Very much so. Uh, uh, makes you you know it, it's the Scotty. What um, what what's the what's the last syndrome? Word? The Scotty syndrome. Yeah, Scotty would do that with Captain Kirk, right? I kind of do it, and and then he, then he did, it. and then he did it. Scotty, you're a miracle worker. It was like one switch. He's like, click. <laughs> um, hey, totally off topic, but back to kind of what you're talking about about knives. Isn't there a song that's like cuts like a knife or something cuts like that? like a
1: knife. I feel like it's Brian Adams in honor of our good friend uh, Matt Barber. I feel like it's. I feel like it's Brian Adams. Could be wrong. Did you say Ryan uh, Adams? Brian Adams.
0: See. See, this is how people wind up at the wrong concerts.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. We going th- we're not going through that old chestnut again.
1: No.
0: Well, Bald Eagle, take us
1: into that hypothetical. All right. Well, this one, I don't—I when I make them up myself, I never quite... Yeah, oh, by the way, it was Brian Adams. I just Googled it while I was trying to do the intro because uh, I'm just so good at doing two things at once. Brian Adams, cuts like a knife, carrying on. Uh, <laughs> so I made up this one myself. I don't know if it'll be an easy one or a hard one for you. It might be a little harder because... Uh, you're not an athlete per se. You're more of the musical persuasion. Uh, neither am I. I'm not even of the musical persuasion. I'm just of no persuasion. Uh, so hypothetical: um, If you were a professional athlete, so you're at like the top level, obviously, you're really good. Like there's no no denying that. And you could pick a sport: hockey, basketball, you know, soccer. I guess if you're weird, whatever. <laughs> um, would you rather be the top player on the worst team in the league? or the least impressive player on the best team in the league. And why?
0: You know, I think this speaks to the the Scotty syndrome. Mhm. Right? Um okay, would I rather be on the worst team but be the best or be like the in
1: your city, everybody has your name on their jersey even though you're not very good, even though your team's not that great. Or like you're the one who wins all the awards and wins all the championships, but like people know your name sort of because you're on the best team in the league, but like no one super cares about it. So
0: I either want to have the Scotty syndrome, or I want to have the Riker the Riker complex. The
1: Riker complex. That's right.
0: Right, but you know, not the captain. Yeah. But I'm the best ship going.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Or
0: I want to be. I want to be overselling, or well, but I guess you are the best, so you're.
1: <sighs> I mean, what's the point of being the best if your team never wins? And sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's not that you never win. Like, you win some, but you're like, you have the worst record in the league. Like, everyone's like, yeah, they're not winning. They're not going, you know, they're no underdog. Well, sorry, they are, but they're just a bad dog.
0: I want you to know, you are right. This is outside of my element. I got yeah. I got pulled in by accident to help with my son's uh, baseball team last week. I was just, we were in our arena, and uh, yeah, I was, I no one could see what you... <laughs> Nobody could see what you just did or, 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 hear what you just did. But anyway, that was a sweet reference that no one gets. Um, but I was sitting there and, um, and the kids were out doing their thing and the coaches had them split into two different groups. And Jaden was off far to the left in this arena doing, um, pitching and hitting and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so then one of the, the coaches that was there, I had, man, I don't know. I think we'd been there maybe 20, 25 minutes. I thought I was in the clear. Not that I get asked often, uh, but when you go in with this physique, people assume you're there to coach. So no, uh, <coughs> no, couldn't, couldn't muster a laugh for that, but you got a cough. That's great. I got a cough going. Yep. Anyway, so uh, th- they were, must've been short or something on coaches. And so he said, this guy's name's Jason. Shout out to Jason. Uh, he's like, Brad. Can you catch? <laughs> Let's just set the bar real low right off the beginning. i'm in uh, I'm in like jeans and uh, like converse sneakers. You know, I'm more set to go skateboarding than I am to go out and pretend like I know what I'm doing on the ball field. but i I've played baseball before. I played church league, and I played as a kid, so I'm like, yeah, I can catch. So then he hands me a glove that was not made for an adult and I'm just like, I'm going to look like the biggest idiot here. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. Anyway. So I went out there cause all I had to do, he was going to, he was going to, uh, the kids were going to pitch to me and he was going to help them work on their pitching. So all I had to do was catch. Now I've watched enough commercials to know what, uh, what a catcher looks like. You know, they kind of squat down, they got their legs up. I was giving hand signals. I was, I was
1: going to say they're always doing like the,
0: yeah, doing the hand signals. The kids had no idea why I, I was doing stuff. And, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not kidding. After mm, after about forty minutes of doing that with them, my legs were on fire, and, oh, yeah. and my head—I I was lightheaded
1: because <laughs> all the blood had pooled to your like ankles. I don't know
0: how that happened. Uh, Lucas is getting up from the chair. He's standing. He's reaching for something. So he's well, back.
1: Just, little note, little note paper here for me.
0: I never asked Brad to play baseball. Um, <laughs> so I, I. Uh, I got off of there because they were moving on to something else. And I looked at Mandy and I'm like, I'm, I'm going home. I need to get, I need to get like something in my, I'm lightheaded. My legs are on fire. I need some kind of food. I need something with sugar. (laughs) Do you have any insulin on you by chance? I think I need insulin. (laughs) Well, like seriously though. And she's like, are you okay? And uh, I I left and I I took the van and I went home and I, I like ate a ton of cookies and drank milk and came back It's what the body needs. It was what the body needed. Please don't tell my children that I ate all their cookies. Uh, Anyway, that was... Why did I share all that? Because I am the worst player on a team with children. Um, So I'm going to go... I want to be on top, Lucas. I totally forgot in that story what we were doing. I no, want. No, it's like he's way off. The <laughs> side, I want right. to be on top. I want to be the top player on the worst team because when I played as a kid, my team never won, and I was not the best player. And so, just so that I can say I'm the best at something, I'm doing mm. that.
1: Top player in the league, right? In the league, top player. Top player on. I, I didn't give you that. I gave you the best player on on the, the worst, worst team.
0: team?
1: Yeah. Well, who the heck would want that? Because. You could suck super bad, so you're you're probably in the top like twenty five of the league, maybe fifty um <laughs> but no <coughs> no that I'm going least impressive player on the best team in the
0: league because to be in the best team to be able to stay there, even <laughs> the least impressive must be awesome, so right, so there I've taken the what about you I've taken the least impressive player
1: I don't know I think um. I kind of like being the big fish in the little pond. My um, although actually I like the idea of being part of the winning team, but I'm afraid that because I'm the worst team or the worst player, like I'm not sure if that means I could be traded or whatever. Um, if it was be a kind of totally middle of the range player on the best team, I'd happily take that one. Like I don't need to be the top dog, um, but it would be kind of cool to like in your in your like area or whatever being like the one everyone has the t-shirt of and all that stuff I mean that'll never be my reality so I don't really know but it's funny because you talked about going back to um, catching and you said like I just kind of did it like I saw it on TV and it's funny how much of my life I, when I don't have a reference I just go by what TV has shown me and like that must be how it is Um, Hmm. and (laughs) I was thinking about... uh, Are are we about to get (laughs) existential here? No I was going to talk about like when, when we uh, were getting ready to have our first kid, like the only thing I knew about having kids, like having babies, like the, the birth procedure was from sitcoms, right? So it's like, I was like, so we, we walk in like the prenatal classes. I'm like, is there a lot of like, <laughs> like that kind of thing, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah, the yeah. breathing? They're like, oh yeah, there's kind of like that, but not like that. And then, like, and you know, and, and you go through all this stuff. And one thing that really shocked me was the fact that, like, we go, when we finally do go to the hospital, like, the the delivery room and TV is always massive, right? Because they have to get the whole cast in there, and they've got to get everything going on. But like, in, at least at least at the doctor Everett Chalmers Hospital in Fairton, it's like the size of like a not the master bedroom of a house, but like the the decent sized kids room. Like, it's not big at all, right? Um, and at the at the tail end, like like for a long time, just you and the nurse, like nothing exciting is going on. You know, really for them. But then the last like last like 5 seconds like they're, like calling the doctor and then like, he comes in with the catcher's mitt and like grabs the kid and then like 50 people come in and, like weigh the baby and slap the baby and do whatever they do with the baby uh, <laughs> and then you're just like standing there like in shock cuz you it's just crazy surreal thing um <laughs> but anyway not not really like TV I couldn't really draw a lot of uh, wisdom from there <laughs> <coughs>
0: I'm not sure how well we've done with this hypothetical today.
1: <laughs> I but gotta yeah. be <laughs> well, it's, it's not it's not our best work. Well, I'll say we're that. almost but, 15 minutes into this episode. But, <laughs> but I mean, uh, maybe that's something people could chime off on. Would they rather be the big fish in the little pond or the little fish in the big pond? Uh, I guess that's kind of up to you. I was going to try to turn into like a musical thing for you, but but I was like, there's not really like a... Least exciting member of the band. What is that? Like the bass player? No, man, that bass player is awesome. That's well, that I, I don't know. That's the thing. I was like, drummers like, no, people love the drummer, like lead singer. I was like, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Okay. Either you're the lead singer of like a pretty good band, no, that like the, has to play casino New Brunswick occasionally, or you're like the tambourine player for like the world's best band.
0: We, we got it. We got to cut this <laughs> hypothetical and move. <laughs> St- stick and move, Fine. Lucas, stick and
1: move. Uh,
0: Now, if you are interested in letting us know what you would do, you can obviously go to our Facebook, as we'll mention at the end of the episode, or you can also send us one minute voice messages and the link is in the description for that. I meant to tell you at the beginning of the episode, uh, because I mentioned it at the end of episodes and I thought, man, I'd love to get it at the front. Uh, So if you're still there and you're listening and you want to tell us, and then we could actually play your answer on the air, click the link that's in the description of the episode and let us know if you were a professional athlete, would you rather be the top player on the worst team in the league or the least? impressive player on the best team in the league and we will put you on the air now lucas if humans were under this comes from reddit if humans were underwater creatures instead of land would we still have developed computers and the internet
1: (coughs) that's a very very interesting sometimes these questions are just like stupid but this is an interesting question because just technology i feel it would be a lot harder underwater like electricity is gonna be way trickier underwater um, so I don't know if they can it would take them a long time to get electricity right um, and then on top of that like computers and internet and I mean I mean I guess once you get internet once you get once you get power down like being able to generate power store power transmit power safely without electrocuting every fish in the sea <laughs> um, I think once you do once you hit that hurdle then the, everything else will happen at kind of like the same. Rate, I would think. Yeah, like I don't, like mer mermen need need you know
0: kijiji too. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know you surf the internet, so it's already right there. That you know that this is something that's made for for water. Um, it really is. It's interesting because you know uh, so much of our stuff today works wirelessly and computers and and all that. And I don't <coughs> I don't think that those radio waves are you know. I don't think they broadcast or go as far in the water so you need more power. So you kind of hit it you'd need a lot of power to be able to power this kind of stuff and then what kind of damage is it doing to the ecosystem? But if humans were underwater creatures instead of land would we still have developed computers and the internet? I, I've got to think that we would having said that a lot of the a lot of the components that we that we use to make that stuff are those not found on
1: land like do we do we ever get to come up I wonder? Well, I mean, they could do... I mean, we're doing a little bit of undersea mining, so they could do out-of-sea mining. Also, they can mine underwater, too, right? Like, there's... That's true. There's still, you know, stuff underwater. So, I think once we get the hang of we... I'm already really invested in this. Once we merfolk get our own... Oh, shoot. Like, once we get power, I think... Which will take us a while longer. Like, it's going to... It's, we're going to fry some mer people like that. That's, yeah. that's going to happen. Like we're going to lose a few, but once we get it, I think we're off to the races at almost the same speed, maybe a little bit slower. How would you generate that? power? How, how are you going to generate that power?
0: Like we use wind turbines Waves. or wave turbines. Yeah. But can you, you think you can harness is, is a wave. If we're deep, deep underwater, are you still affected by the wave
1: that's up on top? not as much but i mean they like they're currently they do tidal generation in the bay of funday so they could do it they would just have to be built high up so basically it's like generators in the sky water sky to them right uh so i mean it, you could do it um there could be a, some kind of like whale powered technology i don't Seahorses, know Seahorses, like, you know yeah there you go uh steam they have like undersea vents and stuff so they could have like water wheels there and like steam powered things Steampunk.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go underwater steampunk. Okay, so power generation. Uh what kind of a conductor is just water?
1: Uh real good. Real good de- mm. real good conductor. Mm. Hence the electrocution of the merfolk. Mm. Okay. Does it sound like a good idea to you? Well, I mean, electricity is also super dangerous if you're not careful with it, right? Like I'm sure I talked about oh, we're gonna lose some mer people. We're we lost a lot of people people when we were figuring out electricity. That's true. Um Especially when they were first messing around with it, like, they were like, I wonder if I can electrocute an elephant. And then they did, like, you know, Edison electrocuted an elephant just to prove that he could. Uh, so, you know, things were real, real wacky. It was the wild, wild west back in the day. I think um, we, it, it yeah. would probably, our
0: development would be slowed down just because of uh, how slow all of our appendages move now in the water, right? Do you ever try That's to, true. Did you ever try to do your karate in the water? Uh, it's more like Tai Chi in the water. I, I used to love getting into the pool and then doing like roundhouse kicks or like the, the, what you see in the movies where you jump up and you got one leg tucked up kind of on an angle and the other leg shoots out and you're, you know, I would imagine. I remember
1: like my there's, there's like several summers when I was in like 10 to 12 probably that my mom uh, got a family pass to this like local motels pool. Um, it wasn't anything fancy, but I think it was like a hundred bucks for the whole summer for all of us. So the price was right for the candy clan. And, uh, so she would take my brother and I there and basically she would just like hang out on the pool deck and read a book for like two hours. So like every day for two hours, we go to the pool. So we got a lot of swimming in. So Joan and I would get bored and we'd have to come up with our own games. And one game we played, and I don't think it ever had a name, but essentially we'd, we'd go to opposite ends of the deep end and just push like basically dive at each other. Yes? Question? Opposite ends of the deep end? Oh, sorry. The shallow end. Shallow
0: end. Opposite ends of the shallow end.
1: Yeah. So like you go to shallow end and you go to like each wall. So you're looking at each other across, like not the long way across the pool, the skinny way across the pool. Understood. And so you look at each other and we go one, two, three, and we go under and we kick off the side. And we basically, it was almost like we called it, oh, we called it jousting. Yeah, it was called jousting. Uh, and basically you would you'd fly by each other and just Poke as viciously as you could on the oh. way by, uh, <laughs> it was awesome. Ah. Uh, as far as you know, this is before the internet and before you know cable. We didn't have cable TV. What,
0: so. what is it called? Synesthesia when you can? Oh wait, wait. is synesthesia when you can feel what like if, if you know you talking about that, or someone seeing it on somebody else, they can feel it on their body. Is that
1: synesthesia? I don't know. It sounds like it could be. Could you feel those vicious pokes?
0: I really could, and it made my it made my whole body like just kind of get the shivers Ugh. well all right uh ladies and gentlemen we want to try something different with you and we're going to do something called a mystery sound contest now what ooh. ooh, yeah what this is is we're going to play a little mystery sound for you and if you can guess what that sound is we don't have any merchandise uh, so the best that we really can do is to give you a big old shout out on, uh, on the episode. And so what we'll do is we'll make the mystery sound available to you in just a moment. And then you can guess that. And the way you can guess your answer is, guess how? You can Leave us a voice message, if you'd like, with your answer. Or you can reach out to us on our social medias or our email. And whoever kind of gets in first with that answer is going to win. Of course, if nobody responds, then we're just going to forget all about this and it never happened. And so now, Lucas, are you ready? I'm ready, willing, and able. Hey, do you know what ASMR is?
1: Uh, yeah, I sure do. I can't remember what the
0: what the initials mean, but I know...
1: Audio, sensory, something... Response. response audio yeah. sensory
0: response yeah i bet you people are going to get some asr asmr They're gonna get the tingles you're going to get the tingles by <laughs> listening to today's so ladies and gentlemen without any further ado it is time for our mystery sound contest Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was our mystery sound contest. Make sure that you send in your answers. We'd love to hear what you thought that was. And did you care for our little jingle? Uh, Lucas, this one comes from Yahoo, and it says this. How do you wait like a normal person? The question uh, asker goes on and says, I try to wait by standing at a corner spot and whip out my phone to look natural. Yet people keep on talking like, hey, look at this, or wow, looking at your phone for too long. I have no idea how to behave casually. Whatever I do, it feels like I'm doing something strangely. The way I walk. Some kid said I walked like an NPC in a video game. (laughs) That was definitely my favorite line from the whole
1: thing. He took an arrow to the knee or something. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. That's right. Nice Skyrim. Topical. Love it. <laughs> Topical. And recent, too. Recent. Yeah. That, that's on everything. Skyrim's on everything. It's Now it's even on our podcast.
1: Oh, good grief. <laughs> I watched an episode of uh, Rescue Bots, like a Transformer show for kids, and they made an arrow to the knee reference in it. And I was wow. pretty impressed by that. Yeah. Wow. wow.
0: Uh, so how do we help this person to wait like a normal person? I also thought oh. it was odd that having their phone out
1: was the natural look. I mean, to me, that is natural. Like that's what people do when they're like when they have two seconds of like free time because they don't want to think about thoughts. I mean, I do it too because like I don't get a lot of free time, so I'll, I'll whip out the phone. I try, I try to do it less, but when I think about it. I try not to. Um, but yeah, I get, I get what they're saying though. Like, how do you when you think about like how am I standing or how am I waiting? Like you get all self conscious about it sometimes. <laughs> what do
0: I do with um, my hands?
1: You just hold them,
0: hold them yeah. up <laughs> as though you're them. about to raise a roof.
1: Palms up, just just ready to go. Just yeah, ready, yeah. <clears throat> Same thing in like in worship. Sometimes you know because people are you know got their hands up or you know shaking around like they just don't care and that kind of thing. Sure. And, and uh, I I love the John Acuff move. He said uh, it's a who's a Christian writer podcaster. He says yeah I don't really do the hand raised thing, but I always feel bad for not. He goes so he always has a cup of coffee in his hand. He's like even if it's empty, sometimes it'll be empty and I'll just have that <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> so I have something to do with my hands. So okay, so maybe that's what this person needs.
0: I, I'm. I'm I get what you're saying, that the phone is kind of the thing that we do today, that if you have a moment, it's funny because I took Jaden to basketball today and I just, and forgive me for those of you that love basketball, but I don't, I really don't care for basketball and I love my son, but man, I don't like basketball. (laughs) And uh, and so I'm sitting there and I'm watching him play, but they're doing the same drill over And there's probably 40 kids at this thing and one coach. So it's pandemonium. He's trying to keep them in line. So I'm just saying like not a lot of action. Although I will say this, I watched one, I think they're brothers. Well, one brother pulled the other brother's hair and that everybody paused for a second. And then that other brother just wound up and slapped that kid across the face tonight. The whole gym went dead silent. These other 38 kids are not moving. They're in a circle, and they're watching the coach talk to these two boys. All the adults finally stopped talking all around the periphery of the gym, and everyone's just watching to see what's about to happen. And, um, you know, besides a little bit more pushing and shoving, those two boys really pulled it around. My, I guess my point is this. It was, there was an awful lot of long, drawn-out, Empty spaces for me where there wasn't much going on other than looking at my son in a long line of children.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not the most exciting. And I resisted the temptation to use my phone. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's, you could feel yourself reaching for it subconsciously and you're like, no. For 30 minutes. And then at the (laughs) other 30 minutes, I grabbed an AirPod.
0: Because AirPods help me to listen to my phone discreetly, so that no one else realizes I'm listening to a podcast right now. Oh, look, he's looking at his son so intently. But I like it, I caught up on a podcast knows. episode, and uh, and there might have been a parent talking to me out of one. Like I kept one ear, you know, clean and and uh, no one to catch me, and the other ear hugging the wall with the AirPod in it. <laughs> And at one point, and, a parent, I think, nobody, said goodbye. Nobody
1: was the wiser. Nobody
0: was the wiser. So, I mean, I get this. If there's a long thing, you know, I want to pull out the phone and look at it um, and all that. But I, I honestly do. I have to, I will try not to do this just because of how we all go there. We all go to that place of looking at our phones. And sometimes I want to be in a waiting room where I'm actually waiting and not pull out my phone. I feel like it's a personal challenge.
1: Because then the other other thing too is, sometimes you're with you're with your like your kid or whatever, and you're like, well, they can do whatever, and I'll like in a waiting room, for example. But I have to keep reminding myself that whenever I'm with my (laughs) my kids, even if it's just like a boring waiting or whatever, I try to try to have conversations and try to you know build the relationship. I'm not always successful at that, and um, I'm certainly not always successful at that. But it's something I try to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you are—you make a good point because you are setting the example for your kids. And do you want your kids to see? Well, every time Dad basically has a down moment, he's on his phone (laughs) or something like that. Um, So I have no idea how to behave casually. Man, that must be tough. I'm I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Like in my twenties, like I I felt very confident in my thirties and who I am. Not confident in a cocky way, but just I know who I am comfortable I'm, I'm I'm comfortable in my skin i'm not trying to impress um uh, but in my 20s you're really trying to figure out kind of who you are and and there's that awkward what to do with my hands
1: and 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 all that so i don't know man it helps it helps to realize like it's 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 one of those things like it's the most true in middle school it's fairly true in high school and then it gets less true as you go on but like You feel like everyone's watching you all the time and you feel like that's why people are always scared of being embarrassed. But I was like, man, the secret is nobody's looking at you because everyone's thinking about themselves just like you are. Like we're all so self-absorbed. Like unless you really do something crazy, like they're probably not going to pay attention to you. And most people won't even think about you. You know, we always think everyone's thinking about us all the time. Uh, We're used to anyway when I was younger. But, uh, but the truth is they're not. They're thinking about themselves because that's human nature.
0: Except for this one kid that apparently has called you out on the way that you walk.
1: So if I could say one thing, maybe it's to adjust your gait, you know? Yeah, don't keep following the same uh, patrol pattern back and forth. You know, stand by the red barrels and that sort of thing. Maybe
0: you know, like get get a couple. You know, take a big step as opposed to like little tiny steps. Uh, a lot <laughs> of the great. games that I've played, you know, the NPCs sometimes they're a non-player character. Sometimes they don't look like they're actually attached to the floor. They just kind of you know. You know, do you ever <laughs> see that? Yeah. Where, yeah. So is that what's going on? Are you gliding across the floor? It's kind of very glitching. Uh, yeah, seriously, because if that's if that's the case. I'm not sure that we can help you. Um, Not that you've come to us for that help, but how do I wait like a normal person? Put your phone away, go to that special place in your brain where you talk to yourself and adjust your walk and stop hanging out with kids that are mean. Mean, meanies. Right, mean kids. You You don't need them. Mean kids, mean kids. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it better. The new standard tuner has arrived. The world's top-selling stage tuner, the Boss TU2, evolves and improves with the debut of the new TU3. Housed in a tank-tough Boss stomp box body, the TU3 features a smooth 21-segment LED meter with a high brightness mode that cuts through the harshest outdoor glare. Choose between chromatic or guitar bass tuning modes and enjoy visual pinpoint tuning verification with the AccuPitch sign function. The TU3 incorporates a convenient note name indicator that can display notes of 7-string guitars and 6-string guitars, while the flat tuning mode can support up to 6 half-steps. It's the new standard tuner that no guitarist or bass player should be without. And it is, without a doubt, the most boring pedal that I own. However, it is the most important pedal that I own. Because it doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, how good a guitar player or bass player you may be. If your guitar is out of tune, it's going to sound like garbage. And that is why, in my opinion, nobody does it better at keeping my guitars in tune and me sounding oh-so-sweet than the no, Boss TU 3 Chromatic Tuner, not a sponsor. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're now going to go into our questions Christians can't answer. Lucas, the question is this. If God is all just, how can he possibly punish mankind for what Adam did? Now, I want you to know that this is a crazy deep question. If we really wanted to take a lot of time on this, there's an awful lot to unpack about this about God's nature, about, you know, what did Adam do, about um, all that kind of stuff. And, and we just simply don't have the time. But we're going to do what we can do. That's what we do. So let's do it.
1: That's right. I'll, uh, I'll hop in first because I have the uh, um, oh, the thinner repertoire of uh, knowledge and whatnot. But no, that's I'd,
0: not. Listen, st- you've done that
1: multiple times. I'm calling you out in front of everyone. Stop doing that. All right. Well, uh, to me, it's there's a couple of factors. Like, um, through Adam, sin entered the world. Like, there just wasn't sin before. So, he's punishing mankind for what Adam did? Sort of, but like in their culture, like you were like the father, like the sins of the father would affect the son, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it does carry down. Like, that's just a natural thing thing in life. But also the fact that like, we are a sinful people. Like it's, he, it's not like any of us is like, well, I mean, Adam messed up, but we've been good. You know, for a couple hundred years now we've been sin free, you know, like we're doing so great. No, that's not how it is. Like we're still sinful. That's the, that is the way of man and not just the way of Adam and some dudes. It's not all of us. Like we're all sinful. Um, we can't say we're not. So like we just, des- it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard to hear, but like we deserve to be punished, like because of our sinful nature, and you know it, I know it, we all know it. Um, some of us look better than others, but we're all, you know, sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's not like he's. I there is a factor that like we were being punished for Adam's sin. Like I get that, but to me, I don't even stress about that because it's like no, I I I deserve it, right? Like I do. So um yeah, I don't know. It's one of those again. The tricky part about these things, these questions, is I'm not a. I'm not trying to like downplay my intelligence or whatever. Um, it just a theology. Some people love it, but for me, I just find that um, not that it's not important, not that there aren't people that should be t- talking about it. But uh, my faith is—it's you know, like faith like a child is kind of simple, but like. I I just I don't stress about stuff like that because I'm like, you know what, I'll figure it out when I get to heaven. Like I and and all the arguing I could I could I could read every book and do all that stuff, but in the end I still won't know until I get to heaven. Now there are some people who are like, Oh, well it's your duty to like get it in there and, and argue and, and, and all this not argue but like debate and i just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a meat and potatoes, kind of plain Jane Christian. I stick to the basics and I'm quite happy that way. But some people like to get into the nitty gritty.
0: Well, here, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get all up in it. Um, you know, when I read this question, I've been listening to a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to reference it in a, in a little bit. But it actually, we were, it was, the, the guy was talking about about this, kind of, in a roundabout way. So if if God is all just, how can He possibly punish mankind for what Adam did? And when we talk about Adam, we recognize that Adam sinned. He knew full well what he did. Eve was tricked, but Adam, in full knowledge, knew what he was doing. And then it says uh, that that sin entered the world by one man. Uh, sin entered the world and death uh, by sin. If I I'm I'm probably saying that a little weirdly, but. But de- death was what came in and affected all of us, right? We all die, and we get that. Now, sin uh, certainly Adam and Eve were punished for for their sin. But I want to toss this out. I want because I've never, I've I've never ever questioned this or thought about it like this before. So bear with me, Lucas. This is we're getting we're getting raw, and uh, and I'm still chewing on this. So this is some theological beef jerky, <laughs> and. Uh, we will say that we inherited Adam's sin, that everybody that's born is born into sin. And so the reason that we're punished is because we (coughs) have this sin nature and, and that's why, that's why, you know, God has to punish us all. But the question that I want to ask is if that's the case, if we are really born as sinful, you know, babies and all that, what does that mean then about Jesus? Because he was born right? Like fully God, fully man. But but he never took any shortcuts. You look at Jesus's ministry, he never took any shortcuts. And and so you and but the Bible's super clear that Jesus never sinned. So what do you do with that? When we talk about inheriting Adam's sin, I mean Jesus is as direct lineage I mean, we all are from Adam, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a direct line to Jesus from Adam that you can find in the Bible. And so if we say that we inherited his sin, why didn't Jesus? So I I guess it's making me, it's made, it's making me think about our, our sin nature. And so then are we punished because of Adam? Are we, or are we punished because of our sin? Uh, does that make sense? So like when we're, when we're a kid, You know, we don't know the difference between right and wrong, so I don't believe that we're held accountable. You know, Jesus, as a child, um, do you think he was perfect in everything? He was a kid. He didn't sin, but then, and then when he became, when, you know, the age of understanding or however you want to phrase that, you know, from that point forward, when the point where he could be held accountable, he didn't sin. Same thing for us. We have a point where we are now accountable, I believe. and, And then, and then, you know, the, you know, sin and, and all that stuff, you know, unfortunately happens in our lives. And, and I guess, I'm, I guess I'm just asking the question, if God, if, if God is all just, how can he possibly punish mankind for what Adam did? Well, the effect from what I can see at this, at this particular juncture, the effect from Adam is that death has come to all of us. Certainly sin is in the world. And I'm, I think we've always heard that, you know, we, we inherited our sinful nature from Adam. Am I, am I right? Is that common? I, I've heard that before. But if that's the case, I really struggle with, well, what, what does that mean about Jesus then? Um, did he somehow get a pass on that? And and then maybe, so maybe God's not punishing me because of Adam. Maybe I'm being punished or disciplined or you know whatever
1: for my own sin. I, I'm just thinking out loud. Right. And, and, and to be fair, like it's a choice that we make, right? Like it's sure. not like, you know, it's, it's a choice that we make. And, and so it's, it, again, in our society, it seems, it's, it can seem kind of harsh, but it, it, that's in our society. Most societies, I don't think, have a problem with sinners being punished. That, that idea, that concept, like in North America, it seems a little tough sometimes, but in most, in the idea, I was listening to a speaker at a men's conference a few weeks ago, and he said the notion of justice. For people who have been wronged, um, is a very like in in developing countries and stuff like where the police might not be as big of a factor or they might be corrupt or whatever. The notion of the fact that justice will be served mm-hmm. um, is a very comforting thing for them.
0: It, it, absolutely, it. There was someone in the news today, and I'm not going to mention who, but they were, you know, back in the '60s, committed uh, a, a very violent crime. Someone was killed, and a few people were killed, and this person just. Uh, was up for parole again, and, and they were denied parole, and, and, and there were people on both, side of it, both sides of it arguing that, you know, this person has been rehabilitated, this person is the model of rehabilitation within the system, and all of that, um, so they're arguing that this person's rehabilitated, but then other people are, are coming on and saying, it doesn't matter if they're rehabilitated. You know this. The, this this was the sentence. You know to do justice and just for justice to be served, this person needs to remain. Um, and for like the families of those affected, this person needs to remain in in prison. So uh, I guess I'm just kind of going off what you were talking about, Lucas. Like we can, you know, we see that that like people want justice to be served. Everybody wants justice to be served when someone is wronged. Justice needs to be served when that boy got his hair pulled at basketball today. <coughs> Justice needed to be handed out to his uh-huh. older brother.
1: That's right. Apparently, <laughs>
0: oh dear. Well, Lucas, why don't we? Uh, why don't we take this thing home? All right. Uh, I'm wondering if, well, I'm I'm wondering about a podcast recommendation, but I put my name first because the last time I did a recommendation with you, you jumped right ahead and said the same stinking thing I was doing. Uh,
1: you were pretty safe with this recommendation that I wouldn't poach it off you as per my last little uh, rant there, but go ahead. All right.
0: I- I've been listening to and I referenced it just in the kind of the question we were just talking about. I've been listening to this, uh, it's called it's called Biblical Theology of the Spiritual World. Now I know that sounds riveting and I can see that you're sticking your tongue out, Lucas, Um and it's, it's by Knox Theological Seminary. And I stumbled onto it because the, the gentleman that's doing the um, presentation and, and doing the podcast um, was on a different podcast that I listened to. And so I just wanted to check out who he was, the kind of, kind of some of the stuff that he was talking about, because he talks an awful <coughs> lot about the fact, and, this, and the specific one I'm listening to is all about the reality of the spiritual world. And, you know, there's scripture that talk about different, um, you know, angels that that uh, rebelled and all this kind of stuff and what we're actually dealing with kind of in the spiritual realm and what, um, what second temple Jews would have thought at the time and how they would have interpreted scripture. So he basically Mm -hmm. takes the Bible and gives us the perspective of what they would have, interpreted that as based on the text and the original language and and all that kind of stuff and it's i found it extremely enlightening to see scripture in a different context because we we look at it through our own lens and right. and and to, and to understand a little bit more of what they would have interpreted it as and why the author would have chosen the words that they used and different things man it's it's just crazy i've really been enjoying it and uh, i would highly recommend it it's basically it's basically they tossed a mic up in in the university, and he's doing his um, doing his course. And
1: I recommend that. There you go. What do you got, nerds? Be aware. Yeah. Um. It's funny. The one I picked is one I couldn't remember. What you've done, we've done this before, and I couldn't remember which one I've picked before. So I'm actually going for one that wasn't on my phone up until a few minutes ago. But it's one I used to listen to a lot. Like when I first started listening to podcasts. Um, it's like there's a pair of them. There's uh, how stuff works, which is really an interesting one. It just picks a random thing like how does bounty hunting work? How does this work? How do how does disaster relief work? Kind of st- stuff like that, like sure. random stuff that you've heard of but never. How does that actually work? Um, and then, but the other one that I like because I'm a history nerd is uh, stuff you missed in history class. And they're like um, they're owned by the same company. And it just it picks like these these like random really a lot of the time really interesting cool history things that again you never would have learned about it in history class but they're just very very interesting and I'll give you a couple examples, um, the Great London Stink, which was there was one year that like all the sewers backed up in London and the whole place stunk and like everyone like ran out of the city and it was like this huge catastrophe but we don't it was like a hundred years ago so no one knows about it anymore. Hmm. Um, another one called the Great Moon Hoax. Where back when telescopes were getting more developed, this one guy said that he had developed a a good enough telescope to view the moon um, and who was and, and on it. And he and he wrote these like it was like a, a newspaper thing. Like every week he'd put up his published what he had seen through the telescope. And it was like he saw like these these trees and, and mountains, and then all of a sudden he saw people and animals and like so he was writing about what he saw, like the moon men, and then they they, they could see him and it was like this 10 episode thing and everyone was believing it and like he wasn't found out to be a hoax for like forever. Another great one is uh, Fordlandia, which was when Henry Ford bought this crazy giant chunk of land in Brazil and wanted to start his own country essentially and like flew in Americans and like build like a city in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Um, And it was, they were trying to get like rubber trees, rubber plantations, but like and the the stuff he tried to do was a little bit kooky. Like it was, it was almost like a cult. It was super interesting. Like you'd never heard of it. Right.
0: Right. Wow. I've never, I have no idea.
1: No, and it's, it's, all they do is they cherry-pick cool little history nuggets that you've never heard of um, nine times out of ten, and then they, they tell you about them. So every now and then you get a dud. It's like, I'm not interested in that. You just skip over it. But if you're looking for, just for something interesting while you're you know doing chores or whatever, it's a great it's a great one of those Or driving the car. And it's fun because it, even if you're not a history nerd, you usually can get into these stories because you have no idea all the crazy stuff that happened in the last however many years. I just subscribed. Good. I Heart Radio
0: and how stuff works. Very cool. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Well, Lucas, thank you for taking the last little uh, fifty minutes to spend it here with us, man.
1: We were trying for that tight forty, and we were some close this time.
0: We'll we'll get. If it wasn't
1: for me rambling on about whatever it was, uh, we'll get there someday. Maybe I'll edit
0: it down, and and people be
1: like, "But Brad, we're only at forty minutes." (coughs) But that's all right. And don't forget, folks. You can follow our podcast at Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, Don't forget, if you want to tell us about your thoughts on whether you be the big fish in the little pond or the little fish in the big pond, vis-a-vis sports, uh, you can let us know there or through the Anchor app. Um, Or you can just send us a good old-fashioned email at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. You can hashtag OHClub. And of course, a great thing to do if you do like our show is give us a five-star rating on iTunes, which helps more people see it. And also... Just tell people with your human mouth, Uh, about our show and that you enjoy it and maybe they'll listen too but again that five star rating is fantastic if you you give us one we'll read it on the air that's right
0: we don't pay to advertise so anything you can do just to get the word out there uh, really does help us so not only can you reach out through all those things but as I mentioned before you can now call the show and leave us a one minute voice message so click the link that's in the description and ask us anything or leave a comment unless you tell us otherwise we'd be happy to put you on the show if you would like to financially support the podcast, there's a link for that as well. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have
1: fun.